um, my life to a certain degree has been my fate and my, my existence and, and what I spend my time doing outside of raising my family has been determined by someone I never met uh, before in my life, which is overwhelming and daunting and, and something very hard to, to, to live up to. Um, Cause you know, you're, you're always wanting, you have the expectation of the person that had the idea to fulfill that. But now that we have 180 patients, which we call guests and caregivers at Kin, uh, you know, they're all relying on us to keep this center up and running and we're a hundred percent donation funded. So the only way we exist is through the community's giving. So um, yeah. So we opened this center um, and when did you guys open in, in it took us 10 months, if you can believe it, from an, uh, from Corinne's idea on the computer screen to a press release, to raising the money, finding the location, doing the renovation and, and onboarding our first uh, guest. So that was in 2021. Um, we started in February and by December we had onboarded our first guest. Hello, Colin. Hi, Dana. Welcome back for episode two. Here we are, number two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right off. I know where my head went. Okay, so um, this is fun. You literally are excited about, pan why don't you say what you're drinking? Right now I'm drinking Pamplemousse. It is a LaCroix, and Colin is drinking this what appears to be... my version of Pamplemousse. It's got... There are easily over 40 ingredients in this ridiculous drink. It's full of dark green things and dark red things, and it's dinner tonight because we're recording at night because that's the kind of, um, you know, that's the kind of powerhouse team we are. We're, we're getting this thing done <laughs> no matter what. And we had one heck of a <clears throat> interview today with with that gentleman didn't we which we will we get to did. we did we will get to that it was it was really awesome you guys are hopefully going to enjoy it as much as we did um but yes colin is yeah, drinking I, I got his to just watch mostly yes <laughs> <laughs> i kind of dominated this one <laughs> um but colin is drinking off of his lovely coaster from dar james who is also an artist at Arts Oh, Fest. I see what you're doing. Uh -huh. I see what you're doing. <laughs> yep. Um, we have these coasters in my house, but yes, we're just circling back quickly to Arts Fest, which was uh, this past weekend. By the time you guys listen to this, it will be a couple weeks in the past, but um, it was awesome. It was. Colin, yeah. did you go? I did, and both days were great, even with the rain on Sunday that everybody yeah. was relatively genuinely like oh my gosh about and it was fine i mean yeah. it was wet but it was fine and the bikes went off i think without any issues i think the races were we didn't see really any fine. spills we watched yeah. a little bit yeah yeah same didn't see any spills when i watched either it seemed like the whole day was just a wetter day and it was a yes. lovely it was great yeah i um treated myself to a couple really sweet gifts just as you mentioned something like this um yeah so many great options there it's mm -hmm. great love it uh Actually, a couple things in this room, but we won't highlight all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I came home with too many things, too. I came home. I don't. I, it was borderline too many. Yeah. Oh, well, let's joke about that one. Right. Because you it's the one that says not bossy, aggressively helpful. Colin has a new sign in his office saying that it is not his most offensive sign. He has some others. <laughs> um, but this one is his new sign from Arts Fest. And wow. it is cutely done. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure I'm double checking. It's it's um, 
Makers off Maine, yeah. It, it was from their booth. Oh, right? cool. And everything was cheaper, as they told me, uh, in the booth as opposed to the store. So that was their selling point, those dirty rascals. <laughs> and they would, they would, I think, appreciate being called that. They seem like yes. the kind of people. Who, yeah. Caitlin is super cool from Makers off Maine. Um, I saw her very early Saturday morning setting up her booth. And she didn't try to rope you in to buy anything right off the bat? The no, second I, helped... I walked by, I was like, for there, there, $30, here, $30, come once. Yeah. <laughs> no, she helped me, uh, she roped me into helping set up her tent, which was fun because she's the oh, sweetest. Oh, right, you yeah. volunteered as Paul, more or less, yeah. Paul sold me on it. It did not disappoint. I highly recommend anyone going out and volunteering next year, early morning. You get to experience the whole thing coming alive, which was super cool. And I finally met Paul at the end of the day. I feel like I was like hunting him down, like trying to find the Wizard of Oz. And I found him and it was really nice to meet him. And I met his wife too, who is also, you know, a delight. And hopefully you enjoyed meeting him at least audio wise on our first episode. And 11 months from now, maybe you can go find him at the Arts Fest. So do it, do it. <laughs> and speaking of months, you made it we've made it very clear we're going to talk about halloween yeah so it is our october issue so it's halloween month and we have many uh themed and related articles so we have a 10 spookiest things to do this month by natalia um it includes a lot of cool things bucks county civil war museum visit just to be clear you just you didn't know how to say her last name did you correct i did not <laughs> In my defense, I did text Jess and asked her, Jess, how do you pronounce Natalia's last name? And Jess... Natalia B. <laughs> Jess humbly declined to uh, give me that answer. So Natalia B, B. which yeah. could either be Boosie or Buckeye. Or, or neither. <laughs> or Bukoy. We'll find out. And she is an awesome writer, though. Yeah. Natalia B wrote this article, though, and... Um, Thank you, Natalia. Yeah, good job, Natalia. And she included a lot of cool things um, and also included all the cool festivals and farms that you can go visit to get into the Halloween spirit. Yeah, you have mentioned, um, <clears throat> let's see, I'll throw our hand in a few of these names. Uh, you could say Frolix or Frulix, I think. <laughs> Hellerix and Shadybrook, just to name a few of the local farms and the relevant festivals. Mm -hmm. And we'll hear about in the interview something you can do on mischief night which is equally relevant to spooky and and fun behavior but yes. more mischief night oriented and that is just a teaser again for mr fenimore's uh wonderful interview yes definitely at least jump to that part of the interview to listen for that because it's well worth your while yeah stay make sure you stay tuned you're going to get some good information <laughs> about what you can do on mischief night this year yes um oh colin our next very important thing to highlight in this issue is the Doylestown Ninja. Slash local Captain America, who we've unmasked as Nate. No, Nick. Nick. Nate. You <laughs> Nate, our intern. Oh, right. No, it did... says Nate on there. Yes. It does. I believe that's a tough one to pronounce, too. Let's be fair. Certainly. That's a tough one to say right. That you know? is certainly true. Anything <laughs> with an N... We're just really going to struggle. Tough. With. Very tough. But Nate, our intern, wrote this piece on the Doylestown Ninja. If you guys have not seen him in town, um, the best way to describe 
this phenomenon is a man in a ninja suit who you will see often out of bars, but literally out in public anywhere. Yeah. Really. And I believe the mask was COVID related, I think. Yeah. Says, he right? started it. And you'll read, you, if you read the article, you'll yeah. find out more, but he started doing it to kind of bring joy to the town during COVID, which was yeah. a bit of a downer. And, uh, <laughs> I think he succeeded. I think he <laughs> Definitely succeeded. Yes. He's truly made people know who you are referring to. And mm-hmm. he will literally walk around with a ninja stick and do some ninja-esque moves and mm-hmm. be on a rooftop. Or Yeah, he's yeah. he's truly in this joy-spreading character mode. And I guess recently he added another um, persona, the Captain America persona. I think that's pretty new, like summer or spring of this yes. year. Yes. Regardless, he has a cool life philosophy that you should definitely read about. Yeah. Thanks, Nate, for writing about Nick. And congrats, (laughs) Nate, on your first piece in The Cardinal. You did a great job. Woo! (laughs) Um, We have some other fun Halloween-related things. Uh, Danielle Gannon did her local spotlight with a paranormal activities guy, Eric Mintel. I cannot say much more. what he's described as. Yeah. <laughs> and we really can't say much more other than there have been UFO sightings in Doylestown. We definitely don't, I think, have the qualifications to speak to this one. <laughs> and Danielle wrote a really cool piece. She's also mentioned, yeah, her um, work with just the local spotlight, regardless of the Cardinal. She's talked about him a lot. I remember looking at one of his videos. Very intriguing. And there are a lot of you... I know there are people who are interested in this, in this area in particular, especially because you can get to some places where it's relatively um, dark and you need that. And yeah, Eric's your guy if you're, if that's your thing. Yes. Go check it out. Yes. I do know some people who are into that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Doylestown Mike, is... Uh, Roberts is coming to mind. Yeah. You mean Sanders. <laughs> Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing as well. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, yes. And Mike Sanders. That's right. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> good. <clears throat> good. <laughs> Thank you, Danielle, who will eventually be for sure joining us for something yes. soon. Yeah. You guys can tune in to one of our next episodes with Danielle. Yeah. Um, what Least else do we of have? all because of the Newtown expansion. Yes. Yeah, which is we'll featured. Get into, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Featured in this, in this publication too, in the October issue. Yeah. Um, so two more Halloween-related mm-hmm. jibber-jabbery details here. We have another one of our interns, Lily Appleby. She did um, her first book review, and she's going to be doing. This is going to be a monthly feature too, and so there is a spooky ghost-themed book review by Lily. That's her um, stage name, right? Lily. App- <laughs> <laughs> All these wonderful names. I've not met <laughs> most of these people yet. Lily Appleby. That is you. That's a great name. Great name. Mm -hmm. A really great name. Fun fact: Lily's mom is my coworker at We Speak. Ah. Mm -hmm. So you know the Applebees well. I do. Well, I mean, not super well, but they are. They're a cool family. They are here, and they are kind of like world travelers. They're here for a couple more years. They're from um, the UK. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Lily is finishing her senior year here at West. And then they're, I think she's moving back to England, I want to say. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll miss you, Lily. 
especially because she's done a great job. She does our um, events section every month, and she also does the family corner, too. Yeah, she came up in the first episode, but I don't remember hearing the Appleby part. Mm -hmm. I know. It's a great last name. It stands out. (laughs) Congrats, Lily, and look forward to reading about the ghost-themed book. Mm -hmm. And lastly, Halloween-wise, unless you had more to say about Lily. go, Go to it. Oh, sure. I actually, I have kind of met Jeff. We've, I think we're at stop and chat territory, but this is just a reference to the roaming realtor, Jeff Levine. And he's featuring, I don't know if it's fair to say a haunted house, but a spooky house mm-hmm. this month. A spooky house in this here spooky-ish Bucks Down. County area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think there are people who are very into paranormal activity around here, to say the least. So that that fits. Definitely. I mean, with all the old homes, like we live in an old, old home. and Definitely haunted. A lot. Of, yeah, I do not like to believe it is, but. Yeah, well, good luck, good luck <laughs> sleeping tonight. We'll see how that goes. <clears throat> yeah, believe what you want to believe, but we all know it's haunted. <laughs> I mean, it likely is, yeah. Some yeah. of the some of the stories and the feelings and things that you get, yeah. Um, haunting isn't inherently a negative thing, though, of course. No, no, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. We were told that the presence in our house is named Heather. And oh, that makes sense. That she was, I forget what they what Appleby? Heather no, Appleby? No, not Heather Appleby. Just Heather was the name that was coming to um, Mike's sister, my husband's sister, when she like tuned in. And um, she said she was a very welcoming presence. So... There's that. Maybe maybe all of you have welcoming presences in your homes, too. Um, and you can enjoy them this Halloween season. I did once live in one of those just post-Civil War era homes uh, that are featured on all the old borough maps. And I had my fair share of um, sheets uh, walking around the hallways. So, yeah, mm. it's a thing. Like actual sheets? Presumably there was a specter underneath them. Wow. Isn't that what ghosts do? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Right. <laughs> so fast. <laughs> hey, we did our best, everybody. Uh, Speaking of Halloween, <laughs> there's your Halloween uh, wrap up. Wrap up. <clears throat> yeah. And I, sanguine, maybe just worth acknowledging as well, because not everybody's as into Halloween. Some people are really into the older, I think it's called sanguine pagan. Uh, take on it or the original if you will story oh, there's a lot more to halloween if you will than what we okay normally talk about just, just in know. case you're listening and you wanted to know that we are aware there's more to halloween mm. than the the relatively more uh, i guess traditional current traditional stuff yes least of all candy maybe you're more of a give give the kids toothbrushes kind of person mm-hmm. and we respect that yeah sort of. Yeah. My mom was a Actually, my mom was you. a dental hygienist and she did that. She gave out some toothbrushes. Yeah, give the kids a little toothbrush, maybe a probiotic here and there. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> whatever the case, there's more for us to discuss than just just all the Halloween. If you details did, to come. yeah. If you are at this point um, reading this or listening to this, and you uh, <laughs> are loaded up from all your Halloween candy, we or your already indulging in your Halloween candy, we have some ways for you to transition to healthier things from our issue, including... New writer, Julie Lockman, 
She has a article coming out about sup coming out. That's a combination of in and out. She because it's not published yet. <clears throat> she has an article coming out about supplements to help with blood sugar, which is very funny given the previous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, Julie. Um, and you can find her at For the Love of Doylestown. That's her. Um, this is this is actually a separate Julie. <laughs> that's Julie Jules, right? Yes. Well, you put them right, literally <laughs> next to each other. Two Julies, <laughs> both doing food-related articles. One on supplements, and then one on <laughs> um, what's new in town, which is Las Fritas, which is I have not yet visited. Have you? No. It I'm is just learning about it. Yes. Well, it is. Um, There's too much to keep up with sometimes. That's why I'm selfishly so glad I'm doing this. I'll actually know what's going I know. on. There is a great new restaurant called Las Fritas, and it's by Heather Blue. Um, and it is supposedly delicious. So go and visit there. Get your healthier food after your Halloween indulgences. Speaking of, has that new um, dumpling place opened yet? Wasn't that supposed to open pretty soon in this month? Yes, or it you, is. You have... But I'm, I'm forgetting where the ele- the exact location is. But her store concept is pretty awesome. It's um, have you not only a storefront, but I think upstairs she also showcases art. And um, I want to say that mm, she does some cool stuff. Right. To say the least. Yes. Dumpling Mama Kitchen and Market. Yes. Just wanted to get that right again. Yes. Right. The gluten-free dumpling mama kitchen market. There mm-hmm. we go. Uh, Other... They think it is open. We got to get that. Yeah. Wait, do you see the location or no? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah. Do you want me to tell people? Yes, I think you should. <laughs> 8826 Easton Road up in Ottsville. Yes. So yeah. get yourself there for something delicious too. Mm. Um. Oh my gosh, these look so good. <laughs> Let's check out for the love of Doylestown real fast too. This is live entertainment. People. Oh yeah, listening to us. Um, so, for the Jules. love of Doylestown, though, is Julie Jules's um, Instagram handle, and she features some pretty awesome stuff that's going on in Doylestown. What's new in Doylestown? So you can look there, and she does a piece for us, us typically each month too. Very um, cool. Yeah. Lots to look at there. All right. Uh, thanks <laughs> to the back, ju- I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Well, they both look fascinating. <clears throat> All right. Do you want to talk about the the next one? Yeah. Actually, I've never done this run before. Have you done it? No, I haven't yet. I've, I'm really tempted to this year, and we um, still have, I think, time to sign up. The run is on October 9th, and it is the Travis Mannion 9-11 run, and Sarah Peterson is the writer about uh, with regard to this article this month i haven't done the run yet I maybe this is the year maybe yeah it might be the year okay in november i will circle back to you about that yes there are you, you leaning towards doing it this year probably not i okay. think i work that day but i support everyone that goes out to do it because it's a great cause yeah and of course this isn't really unique to me but just acknowledge that i i overlapped with travis in high school we were at LaSalle briefly i think for a year um because he's older than me and yeah it's a honor to have a uh, that kind of connection or uh, the, if not me then who lane i believe is mm, what it's called at yeah. LaSalle. they named the entrance way to LaSalle high school after him that is a really 
beautiful thing to think on. Mm-hmm. That's Thank you, Sarah, for writing that article. Yes. Okay. More in the movement realm there. We've got the bike event fundraiser. Um, and Lauren Hine has written an article about that. Mm-hmm. We I don't have the exact date, but by the time you see the paper, there will be a date on there for that. And it mm-hmm. is... Um, Put together by Encore Rides, and it benefits the Oscar Hammerstein House. Yeah, and I just want to acknowledge, in case you listeners are maybe thinking it as well, um, yes, we are aware, as Dana wrote, yowzas, this is a lot, we know, <laughs> and and the Keith interview is a lot too, so it's good information though, so Make sure you're writing this down. Rewind a bit if you realize you need a pen and paper. There's a lot here. Yowzas, to quote Miss Dana here. Yeah. Listen to us on your drive to work or when you're taking your walk with your dog or when you can't sleep in the middle of the night. Listen to our voices. (laughs) (laughs) Soon enough, we will be featuring uh, more whispering. (laughs) Dana's very good at whispering. And we can scrape. We can do all of that stuff. Um, did we cover the... No, yeah. this is a super cool one. So, um, Oh, another... I, well, I know we didn't do that. Oh, Are yeah. Are we there? Yeah, we're okay, there. Okay, we're, we're there. there. We're at that. Um, so another super, super cool thing that I'm very happy to be talking about from our October issue is a piece by my really good friend and neighbor, Sheila, and she wrote about the Diwali Festival that is going to be on Sunday, October 23rd on the Mercer Museum Green from 1 to 4. Some of you guys might have gone to the one at Burpee Park last year. It was an awesome event. It was one of those magical moments in town where you feel like it's just an inclusive, diverse piece of the pie here. And it was just really nice to celebrate that, learn more about Diwali. Um, And Sheila does a great job in this article kind of covering what Diwali means. It's not one holiday for the same cultures, um, but different groups celebrate it differently. But it, overall, it kind of stresses um, the themes of light over darkness and victory of good over evil. And Sheila wrote this in her piece, but it's those are really important right now. And um, it's just a really cool way to come together, support the Daisies community. So this event was planned by Daisies of Doylestown, and they're a newer group. They started in fall of 2021 when they were planning the last Diwali event and they started with three members and they're now at over a hundred and they've planned a lot of cool things. So go, there will be food for purchase, retail vendors, kids crafts, dance performances, a live dance class, a DJ and sparklers at the end. Wonderful. Will you go for the sparklers? Uh, at least. <laughs> Good. Yeah. As of now, I don't see why I wouldn't be available on Sunday, October 23rd. Yeah, least of all for the sparklers. Um, that was great. And thank you. Yeah. I, I want to learn more about this festival for so many reasons, but thank you. It's pretty cool. It's it's an <clears throat> awesome an awesome event, but a really important holiday. And it's good to know about what everyone in our community celebrates. Um, also, just to mention, too, the Mercer Museum Green is popping this month. <laughs> <laughs> there is a craftery market, too, on Saturday um, the 1st from 11 to 4. So go and get your early holiday gifts. <laughs> and then... <laughs> 
go to right the Mercer. on time for some of you, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> then go to the Mercer on the fifteenth, Saturday the fifteenth, from six to ten for cocktails at the castle. I'm glad you mentioned the green because actually, literally tonight while we're filming is um, just to now we're going to date this particular moment. The Legally Blonde screening yes. is taking place right now, which we did mention in our last episode, and I am very glad that's happening. One of my all-time favorite characters of cinema, Elle Woods. She is fantastic. She sure is. And I'm being <laughs> sincere, by the way. She, Her positivity, everyone could use her. Channel her. It bit. really is a good movie. All right. <clears throat> and gotta love Luke, little Luke Wilson every now and then. Uh, yeah. Excited for this one as well. I should be available for that as well. Good. Colin, will you be available for the fire prevention open house (laughs) on Friday? You're really putting me on the spot for all my scheduling (laughs) things here. There's quite, I'm I'm not that busy a man, or at least I (laughs) wish I wasn't, but I definitely want to be as much of this as I can. So October 8th, um, I think I'm going to try to make that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try to make that. Are you going (laughs) to That's good. So, That's really good. Well, you know, especially I could tie it in at that night. I could tie, try to get a reservation, a little resi at Honey, and yes. like double whammy that, you know? Mm, yes, most yeah, definitely. So I did there. Most definitely. Because I know it's right next to it, mm-hmm. or at least down the street. So. It is. If you have young kids who are super into fire trucks, ambulances, police cars, go do this. And also go support the firehouse because it's all volunteer and they're pretty cool people. Some of my neighbors are volunteer firefighters there. Shout out to Mike and Chris, and they are both um, really awesome guys. So go, go to this event. Will you be there with your family and your daughters in particular? I, You know what? I think I will. Speaking of kids, do they like fire trucks? We went before for a tour. Um, Chris, our neighbor, had arranged it, and um, they did. They really enjoyed it. I should go. I've actually never been in it. I've been in the New Hope Fire Station, but I've never been in the Doylestown one. It's it's cool. It's old, oh, I, yeah. No doubt, yeah. yeah. I've been in a lot of fire stations yet, never the Doylestown Borough one. I'm curious as to why. But it's I... always been work-related, not as a firefighter or a volunteer in any way, but like a different kind of event huh. Yeah, that Cora was connected to. Cool. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Yeah. Fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> Coming yep. your way. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> More fun facts, other kid and family events. I'm just going to kind of list them. The Peace Valley Nature Center, they have some cool stuff happening this October, too. There is a Spider's Tea Party. Colin will definitely be at that. <laughs> Saturday, the... That's the same day as the, uh, the firefighter. <laughs> you the have fi- a lot. No, Wait. That's the night oh, before. No. no, look, October 8th. Saturday, October 8th. Ooh, yikes. We might have a scheduling issue there well you gotta pick sometimes the fall we know in this area fall is is a big time Mm -hmm. you can if you could do all of this power to you yes if you can make it a list a little checklist yeah report back to us power to you yeah but the spiders tea party i just want to know what that means what does that look like (laughs) i think (laughs) it's not like spiders sitting down to tea it's like no i'm not going <laughs> it's like you can bring your kids with their favorite stuffed animal and i'm assuming they read something how kinda... do you know it's not spiders having tea why why would anyone want to go to that i can think of people who i can imagine a person wanting to go see that 
All right. I yes, I shouldn't. Okay, I shouldn't judge to and those then, spider lovers out there. And then it'd be fun to see which tea and how it or what tea influences what spiders, such that their webs are different. Maybe the tea informs how they web differently. Because you know, I think there have been experiments, unfortunately, done to see if spider hmm. webs are affected by different chemicals and compounds in their, I guess, blood. I don't know. Um, I'm not making this up completely, but maybe we could see if the tea does anything. This event could be in some way related to that. I'm sorry if you go and you're expecting spiders to drink tea. Should we move on? (laughs) We should. Um, They are also doing a concert with Lolly Hopwood on the 15th, Saturday the 15th from 1 to 2.30. And if you have kids that like music, go. Go see her. She is awesome. Yeah. Just to... Shout out her name, and she—that is the Lolly Lolly, excuse me, Hopwood, who ran for mayor. Like, yeah, she is Lolly Hopwood. That's a big name in many ways. You probably are a fan of hers, and um, great. Looking forward to that concert. That is on the fifteenth. Okay, mm-hmm. got it, got it. Um, Where that's a Peace Valley. That's a well. Peace Valley. Other things Very you can take cool. your kids to. I didn't to. even know Peace Valley did concerts. I know they do. I, that's. I think this might be their I first. They just had Spider Tea <laughs> <laughs> and Paddleboard Night. Uh, <laughs> so and but they also have Boo at the barn. <laughs> no, that's the Barn Nature Center. <laughs> that's the Barn Nature Center. Go to Boo at the Barn Nature Center. That is. Uh, that is the place that we referenced last month. Yeah, I remember. With the, with the Rhino, dragon. Rhino dragon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, that was one of a couple things I wanted to bring up to you. Yeah. They have a trick-or-treating event on Friday the 28th from 5 to 8. Maybe the dragon you do know will be... <laughs> it's the iguana, right? We're clear yes, that it's... A, okay. Yes. <laughs> I keep calling it a dragon, but it's an iguana. Maybe he will be handing out trick or treating candy. We yeah. don't know. That's near the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of last episode, did you watch Labyrinth yet? No. God, no. Okay. <laughs> it's very much related. There's lots of people in costumes in that movie. To say. Should... It's a Halloween f- oriented film in okay. many ways. Add that, everyone add that to your Halloween checklist from the Cardinal. Thank you. Or, you know, I don't know if we want to give the Cardinal credit for that. <laughs> Fine. Um, <clears throat> But I do. I have been there. It's a great place. Haven't seen the dragon though. <laughs> All right, Peddler's Village though. Um, actually, I was just there for catching up with somebody today. There's the Scarecrows now. Mm-hmm. I assume that's going to continue. And then there's the slightly. <laughs> You're having get, so get much through this fun. whole name without laughing. Slightly. Oh, oh, I can do that. It's the slightly batty Halloween wingding. How'd I do? <laughs> great. You did yeah. great. So that's on October 29th, and that's from 12 to 3, Peddler's Village, the slightly batty Halloween wingding. Please go. Please go. Colin will be there in costume. I will be dressed slightly battily <laughs> as a wingding. All of these fun events, though, can be found in the Cardinal under the events section or in Family Corner. So check the Cardinal for those if you can't remember all of these dates and things that we just threw at you. Yeah, Um, I'd be impressed unless you took notes if you got all that. (laughs) And if you are that diehard of a fan, we really want to meet you. (laughs) Yeah. Come join us on the show, maybe. Um, Yes, yes. There is another article. Um in the October issue on fall wines. So get yourself a glass of wine and sit down and read the two 
I would say meteor and really important things out there this month. Um, I got to interview Jasmine Craig for Get to Know a Doylestownian. And so um, October, besides being Halloween month, it's also Domestic Violence Awareness Month and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And Jasmine is, if you don't know her, an all-around amazing woman. Um, I've known her through for a couple of years now, and she's she's just awesome. She works um, at a woman's place, and she's a community educator. Have you ever have you ever met Jasmine? I don't think so. No, I don't think I have. But Looking she, forward to it. Though. Yeah. Read this piece. Her, re, her, her. You were telling on, me about her. You were telling me about her earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Her views on and life I, are just awesome. She's just a beautiful writer. And she also um, has some really cool ways of thinking about inclusivity and um, diversity and just domestic violence and how we can address it. And um, she also talks a lot about what a woman's place can do for anyone in our community. So get a glass of wine and read that one. Hmm. Right. I, that is a big one. Thank you, Jasmine. Uh, and this last piece here, we ran, are we nearing the last piece? Okay. Thank you for sticking with us. This has been hopefully as fun for you as it has been for Dana, who I am telling you is not, she's not having any fun with us. <laughs> um, so we're almost to the point where we'll introduce Keith, but there's a, I want to mention a couple things that we talk about in this interview, especially cause I, I'm, I'm basically just a uh, fly on the wall for this interview. So uh, <laughs> I mentioned my sister. I want to say two things. One, she's in remission and has been, and she um, is doing very well. So I didn't get to mention that in the context of what you're going to hear with Keith. And of course, we'll clarify who Keith is. Um, so my sister was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2018. How that relates to what we're about to talk about with Keith is that Keith Fenimore is the um, co-founder, I want to say, right? Mm-hmm. Either way, integral part, co-founder of Pine to Pink as well as Kin Wellness Center. So you're going to hear- And the executive director, I think. And the executive director, Yes. The man behind a lot of this, to say the least. Uh, but but of course, as you're going to hear, there's so much behind his in, his inspiration for all of this. And to say the least, as you pointed out to him at the end, a truly humble and, yeah, he walks the talk of, of a, being a humility-oriented, service-oriented mm-hmm. individual. It was an honor to talk with him. I just wanted to clarify because I bring up my sister who Keith has meant met that um she's doing well and <clears throat> yeah she would be just as much as keith is um and and we were ready to champion all things kin wellness center to say the least which you're going to be hearing a lot about this is a big interview to say the least it went mm-hmm. honestly it went a lot longer than i expected because keith just has so much to share and and it's it's really beautiful you, Dana, mentioned this one, that one line about, um, what was it again? The, uh, what I, there's a reason for everything, remember? Oh, yeah. And it re- prompted me to think of what my sister had written. Yes, yeah. So I think also, yeah, Colin sent me his sister's, uh, would you call it a website or blog? Both, yeah, yeah, both. Yeah, she has a blog on her website, yeah. And if you want to find out a little bit more about her journey with breast cancer, I think it would be cool for our reader, or I keep calling you our readers, but you are our listeners. Um, they may be both. They could be. Um, 
But I feel like listeners might want to know about her particular journey because everyone's journey with cancer, whatever form is unique. Um, and Colin's sister's website is... Shay Mensel, S-H-E-A-M-E-N-C-E-L.com. And yeah, we're only, she just came up in the conversation. I think she'd be honored to hear us talking about her, um, but that's not the point. You, Dana, mentioned this book, There's a Reason for Everything, and it got me thinking about that blog post of my sister's where she talked about how, and for those of you who have either um, been with somebody, know somebody who's had breast cancer, or if you've had it, or if you have it, Hopefully you can connect with what my sister was getting at here, which is this, and you might be able to speak to this. You read this, I think it sounds like, Dana. The, the book. At least piece. Like, at least, don't say, her. my sister's point was in this blog piece, which is worth reading because I'm butchering it as I paraphrase it. There's this tendency that some people have, and you'll see this is relevant to what Keith and Dana and I were talking about, to, to simply say sometimes, well, at least dot, dot, dot. As if mm-hmm. to say, at least her examples are you have embryos, or at least you can get a surrogate. And these sorts of subtle, it's an interesting f- tendency that uh, I think people have. My sister refers to it as um, the shield of at least. And it's it's a way in that regard, I think it speaks to how you're protecting yourself from having to really deal with the feelings of of being with somebody who's probably scared to say the least and appropriately so and and maybe overwhelmed and so much more than that and it's truly i can speak to this with for myself a gift to my sister at least it was for her and i think it i'd assume it's mostly true but as you'll hear from keith that everybody's got to be met where they're at but it's probably a gift to just listen to the people that need to be listened to in this context and not try to respond with anything consoling unless of course they ask for that or it's clear that they need it just listen yeah (laughs) which is a pretty clearly is what keith says kin wellness kind of is about Mm -hmm. a space he didn't say this but a space for healing yeah whatever way you need it and i think a good lesson overall in life for us all just to listen and meet people where they're at and not try to downplay or justify or read into their own experience like people are feeling what they're feeling and going through what they're going through and just being there to listen to them tell how they feel is important and one of the many things that is simple yet hard yeah simple yet so hard yeah and keith does a beautiful job talking about this um and so without further ado we have a piece (laughs) about uh pine to pink and kin wellness center honoring kind of um Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. Um, you guys will hear our chat with Keith, which was fantastic. We really loved getting to know more about him. He is, for those who haven't met him, dynamic and compassionate and very compelling. And um, he wanted us to also remind everyone that on September 29th, because this podcast should probably be out by them at 6 p.m. if you're listening to this um, make sure you get yourself to the launch of pine to pink at Fon Hill castle there will be a luminary walkway and they're going to turn the castle pink and they will be presenting their first pine to pink earth angel award so um, go and celebrate pine to pink the launch of it and see what it's all about if you haven't gone to an event yet there we have it. There we go. And without further ado, here is our interview with Keith. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
right. So my first question, because we didn't talk about this, is Keith, where are you now? You're we're zooming and you are in a lovely backyard oasis. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing you're only getting a small piece of it because it's no oasis. It's a weed infested, broken fence rail backyard of my okay. house that I tend to because I'm too busy with my nonprofits. <laughs> Good segue. So tell us about your nonprofits. <laughs> well, I run uh, Pine the Pink, uh, which raises money for local breast cancer patients uh, locally. And I run Kin Wellness and Support Center, uh, which provides integrative services and fitness and counseling and nutrition and community for people battling cancer in Bucks County and their uh, caregivers as well. Cool. Very cool. Um, it's a lot of people, I think, already know about what you guys do for the community. But for those that don't, Pine to Pink started first. Can you tell us the backstory to Pine to Pink? Yeah, so Pine to Pink was 2018. Uh, I was motivated. I'd never done nonprofit before. Um, uh, I was motivated to, to get involved with breast cancer because my mom is a survivor and I lost my grandmother to breast cancer. So it, it's near and dear. And I think anytime a nonprofit, uh, you know, a person thinking about getting into a nonprofit you know, has to have a passion. Uh, and, and, and I was definitely motivated um, in that area. And I also was kind of, uh, you know, late 40s and struggling for a bit of purpose and never really did something for the greater good beyond writing a check now and again. So I wanted to do something. And the other piece to that was I kind of feel like fundraising is a bit antiquated and uh, hadn't really been reimagined um you know nothing against tying a ribbon around a pole but you know what else can we do to motivate a community to get involved and help their their own so i i, I launched it in 2018 just in doylestown the idea was to be immersive and visceral and do a town takeover and get people to pay attention and, and we did and, and we raised a good amount of money and we were able to start programs locally and 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 uh from there it's grown to seven towns raising over a quarter of a million dollars, um, helping over a thousand local breast cancer patients. And, um, you know, it's, it's been, I've had the time of my life uh, in the process. That's pretty amazing. And who did you start it with? Or was it just you solo starting Panda Pink? Yeah, it was me and my family. Um, and, you know, quickly thereafter, uh, Brittany Brown jumped on board uh, from Brit around town and mm -hmm. she was uh, kind of our first volunteer and supporter. And now she kind of helps in, in a myriad of ways. Um, we've kept it as a kind of small team. We, we've the people that we've helped along the way have kind of joined in and helped, uh, you know, the expansion. But really, the idea with Pine the Pink was to create something that uh, people could understand and wrap their head around and then they could take ownership of it. So Pine the Pink is whatever people need it to be for them. Um, so the retailers of Newtown called me last year and said, we're bringing Pine the Pink to town and we're doing a block party and we're rallying all the businesses to get involved and we're doing this and we're doing that. And they did everything. I just showed up and waved and, uh, and uh, you know, brought a banner and then they gave a, a big check for almost 10 grand. So the idea always, the impetus was, let me find a way to empower the community to sort of help each other um, in, in, in a cool way. And, uh, and that it, it's happens. We're in Percocy, we're in New Hope, we're in Carversville, we're in Peddler's Village, we're in Doylestown. Uh, shops we're, at Valley Square too, yeah, right? Yeah. This year was the shops of Valley Square. And that was another amazing situation to get into Warrington. So yeah, it, it has taken on a life of its own and done exactly what I had hoped it would. 
Where does the name specifically come from? It's just a wordplay. Uh, my friend Rich Wakefield, um, you know, uh, had this idea to take the E off the pine and change it and change it into Pink Street. And, you know, he's like, you know, Pink Street, breast cancer awareness. I'm like, that's great. And then, you know, that was pretty much the end of that conversation. And about a year later, uh, I kind of put it to, to form and said, you know, this might be a good motivation for, um, you know, changing Pine Streets to Pink Streets. And we looked it up and there are over 5,000 across the U.S. Oh. So in time, if we decide to scale this thing across the United States, uh, we could we could do it. And, and, and still the core would always be uh, local for local. So if you were doing this in Santa Cruz, California, you would raise for people in Santa Cruz. Cool. See, we just need to make sure every town that has a Pine Street is alerted. And the reality is, look, New Hope has a mechanic street and it was one of my favorite streets growing up. I liked it. It's kind of European looking. <laughs> it's a great street. A, yeah, they didn't have a Pine Street. So we, we did a commemorative Pine Street and we changed it to Pink Street just for the month of October. So okay. we can make anything work. <laughs> and you've, you've hinted at, and it was fun getting all the prep beforehand with you. There's a lot that we could play with here, but I, I think it's important to acknowledge, you've hinted at how everybody can do this in sort of their own way. You said, make it your own. But one consistent detail that I just remembered and wanted to remind us about is you have this, almost like this stamp that is left, almost this uh, mural marker that people get are left with. And it's these gorgeous wings, which are all over the place now, right? The wings. So you want to hear the impetus of the wings? That's basically my way of saying, tell us about the wings. How about I, was, I need to see the wings too. Let me see the wings. Yeah, I loaded up some pictures for Dana. I thought I established. You've seen them around. Yeah. Before yes, we did wait. this podcast. Yeah, I wasn't going to take any questions from Colin, just Dana. <laughs> we did establish it, but I said, no. We're already breaking the rule. Uh, like we, we already, there's so many. And if true truth be told, if we just let me run with it, I'd already be asking you about What's that? <laughs> so I think I've used the word impetus four times in, 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 in like three minutes. So you got to beep a couple of those out. But all right. So I'm on top of Posh uh, hanging a 20 foot banner uh, in Doylestown. This and is my, the history of the wings. This is the history of the wings. And, and my friend Cynthia is walking her dog and I'm literally dangling over a building. It's windy. It's not safe. I shouldn't have been up there. <laughs> and she's going, I got an idea. I was like, Cynthia, can we have this conversation when I'm not dangling off a building? And she's like, come down here. And so I come down and she's like, I want to paint wings. And I'm like, what? She's like, wings, what wings? Yes, yeah. And, I like, and I, yeah, immediately I was like, this is a great idea. Pink wings. She wants to paint them. So, you know, the question was, she said, where could I do it? At the time, the Zen Den was just going out. I just showed Dana that uh -huh. picture. Yep. Yeah. And, and I knew uh, Lynn and Bobby. And so I quickly, right. I quickly got That's That's a beautiful picture. Um, I quickly got a hold of them and asked them for permission to paint the wings. And, and, and I said, I will paint over it after October. And they said, sure. And Cynthia went out there and painted it. And it's still there four years later or three years later. And uh, they've just been amazing. We're actually incorporating those wings into our logo now it, they're so amazing they are really cool so yeah. i didn't know that that's what those wings were for so it, and for our listeners the wings are located um on state street like right off of state by um where the old zen den was which is now 
the the new the new old Zenden, the newer old Zenden. If you want to be funny about it, the newer old Zenden. The what's that side street? It's right where Evolution Candy is too. All right, Evolution Candy. My suggestion is get some ice cream from Evolution across from that. Yeah, and then go and take a picture. And and Cynthia even did a lower wing so people can pose with their dogs. Yeah. Uh, those are the biggest ones in the Doylestown borough, right? Because I've seen more, but those are the biggest. There, there, there are. Yeah. Then we have decals at Thompson organization, okay. Prince Bus, and we put the decals everywhere. So every town will have wings. Cool. There very cool. Very, very cool. And many businesses, obviously. It's not just on a, a wall on a street. You have them in many businesses, as you said. Like, yeah, or as, as I hinted at, yeah. Yeah, well, in another way, um, we have a scavenger hunt, right? And and I did have uh, virtual augmented reality ribbons that we hid inside stores and various points of interest for people to download the Pine the Pink app and capture the wings. And the reason why we created this app and these wings uh, or these ribbons was so that people could go. Uh, I wanted to unearth kind of a younger generation of people who might think to give to fundraising and, mm -hmm. and charities. And I thought people could, it's gamification. They could do it with their family. It was free and it was fun. There were prizes. So the more wings you captured, the more, you know, the, the bigger the prizes that you could, that you could earn. And, 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 and the app kind of took off. And my thought was if we put, a, you know, these ribbons in Evolution Candy or another store, uh, you know, the, the pro shop in Newtown, people will go in to capture the, the, the ribbons and, um, and then be in the store and then they would have a pine to pink deal. Uh, and, and if they bought something that was part of the pine to pink deal, then pine to pink would get a percentage of sales. So it, it, I'm creating footfall for local businesses. Mm -hmm. And in turn, you know, we're, we're raising money for, for breast cancer patients. So everybody wins. And this year we're incorporating the wings. So it's going to be wings with a pink ribbon in the middle. That's what people are going to be capturing all over Bucks County. Very cool. So you mentioned that it's kind of like a town takeover. So what will it look like in Doylestown in October? And you can talk about the other towns too, but like what will, what will some of those things look like? So all of our towns, um, you know, Doylestown changes 75 streetlights pink. So immediately when you drive down the street, uh, state and Maine, uh, in Doylestown, you feel that the township does Triangle Park. We have banners everywhere. Store owners buy pink lights and turn their shops pink and they put pink lights in the window. We have balloons from up in the air balloons. This woman, Andrea, who has owns that company, donates uh, balloon arrangements. We hang them in stores and the stores where you see the balloons hanging are the ones that sell something uh, that will benefit Pine the Pink. Um, and then we have support ribbon, uh, support stickers in, in, in windows um, and then the app and then the Pine Street. So Pine Street in town will, will, you know, will turn into Pink Street. So those are all the things that you'll be able to physically see um, and know that Pine the Pink is taken over. Very cool. Uh, this is a weird question, but I always wondered like every year because we live in the borough and we always walk around and see all the lights. Do they save those light bulbs every year? Like where, and where do they keep them? You know, like, is it the same light bulbs? Who provides them? Wow, yeah. The, so what I ultimately like to do is have GE's probably listening to this, right? Uh, the, Definitely. The CEO of GE is Definitely. get a, a lighting company to step up and help me provide uh, lights to turn towns across the country pink. So if I could provide the light bulbs, that would, that would be a, a beautiful thing. And, and I think that'd be a really smart title sponsor for us down the road. But 
for now, I will tell you that it's up to the individual shop owners to hopefully shop local and go to a hardware store. They can order pink light bulbs. Okay. Um, but what we do, the bit of movie magic that we do to change the LED lights in town, the old lights, is I get these gels and they're fireproof gels that they use like over, uh, cam- over lights in, 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 in the movie business. And we cut the gels and they lay the gels on top or around the lights and the oh. light through those gels is what makes the pink. Wow. I never. Yeah. That. So not really too expensive and effective. And uh, and uh, yeah, that's how we do it. Don't tell anyone. Do you do this in the darkness of night so that no one sees? Like, do you do it in the middle of the night? So then the next day people are like, whoa, when did this? No, happen? we do it during the day when the lights aren't on. So then when the lights go on at night, people go, whoa. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> it's probably a little safer too. Well, it's easier to work on ladders during the day. <laughs> mm, logical thinking. <laughs> um, is your mom a big part of it too? Like, does she do a lot with Pine to Pink? Yeah, she's she's integral. I mean, it's 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 daily uh, texts and phone calls, and uh, and and we're together all the time. And yeah, I mean. She ends up getting all the scavenger hunt prizes. She ends up helping with a ton of organizing for events. She shows up to everything. Um, I mean, she rides this wave of being super proud. And um, she also helps us figure out the programs we start. And, you know, my big thing with raising money uh, is, is to let people know why we're raising it, who's getting it, when they're getting it how they're using it. Mm. And, um, and, and my mom's a big part since she's a breast cancer survivor. She went through a bilateral mastectomy and went through treatment and recovery. What are those things that people in treatment and recovery most could most use and need? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, she's a, she's a big part of it. Uh, you talked a little bit about her journey, but how old was she when she was diagnosed and like how, how long was her breast cancer journey? Uh, she was, uh, well, it was 1999. I'll just say that without giving her age away. Okay. Um, and so, and she's 20. Uh, she's, I've met her. She's lovely. Yeah, she's 21 That's... years clear. Um, you know, she, her mom had died of breast cancer when uh, my grandmother was 18. So I never met her. My mom was 18, and uh, my my grandmother died at 40. And um, my mom got detected uh, and it was only in one breast and she opted to have a bilateral mastectomy because she didn't want to live in fear. And she had Mm. watched, um, you know, what happened with her mom. And so she kind of did a preemptive uh, bit there. And, uh, and thankfully she's, you know, she's been free uh, breast cancer and cancer free since. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to know too, if you could talk a little bit about just, advice to people who maybe have a relative or someone who's been diagnosed like things that you can say or maybe shouldn't say or things that you can do besides obviously doing amazing things for pine to pink and supporting fundraisers and things like that what can people do on a personal level like interacting with someone who's maybe been diagnosed yeah i mean that's such a hard one because it's so personal for so many different people i mean i think there it used to be stigmatized back in the day and people used to not talk about it and it was cloaked and it's much different uh nowadays and people tend to speak more freely and i and i think you know you you don't if you don't tiptoe around it and you just have a conversation like you would with anybody dealing with anything you know it could have been um 
whether it's a disease or not, you can just be frank and say, look, do you want to talk about this? You know, I, I, I I'm here, uh, I'm here for you and you know that, but, but, you know, um, just kind of meet them where, where, where they're at. And I think sometimes when people go through treatment and recovery, some people want to be real vocal about it and some people don't want to acknowledge it much. And, 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 and what I also find is some people want to talk to only their friends and family. And some people want to talk to anybody but their friends and family. Mm. So Dana, the hard part about that for me to answer is it's so such an individualized journey because, um, you know, with kin, which we're going to talk about in a minute, we have a cancer center and we have 180 people that, that are patients or guests at, at kin and everyone's going through their own specific journey and everyone's different with, with how, with how, um, with, with how they like to speak about it. But I do feel at least to broach it with somebody, you can just be real frank and honest and, and talk to them directly and ask them what they need or want from you. And, 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 and they'll, they'll, they'll tell you, and they just have to respect that, whether you believe it or not, you know, whether you want to, because sometimes I think people want to be there so much and so often and talk and the other person, if they don't need that, it becomes more of a, of a nuisance than a help. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard. Kate Bowler, I don't know if you guys, either of you guys have read her books or have listened to her podcast, but she, her first book, which was, I think it's called Everything Happens for a Reason. It was like her journey about uh, having cancer. And at the end of it, she has this little, I think, appendix that talks about things you should not say to a person who mm. has been diagnosed with cancer. And one of them is the title of her book, Everything Happens for a Reason. Like no one wants to hear you say that for right. something that is rough that anyone's experiencing. Yeah, I mean, there's there's insensitive things that people just don't know because they haven't maybe, you know, dealt with it. And, 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 and you know, they'll say, well, you don't look like you have cancer, you know, like things like that, where it's, it's mind boggling that that would come out of someone's mouth. But I mean, you know, what, not not necessarily the, the you know, the, the best thing in the world to say. Um, but yeah, I, I also wouldn't. I think it's so individualized. Uh, you know, this woman could write the book and say what bothered her because she went through the experience directly but um yeah I, I wouldn't be so bold as to as to tell people what they should or shouldn't say because i don't mm. feel like it's really my place you know yeah um i have been fairly quiet haven't i so <laughs> yeah. but i'll, I'll, I'll give us i'll help yeah i forgot you know, you can't see me yeah <laughs> uh very much paying attention though and um keith you know a bit about this and it'll be a good segue for you to open up about kin here my sister when she was 29 she's very public about this so she won't mind me speaking about it she's actually on my podcast talking about it once she was diagnosed at 29 with breast cancer which i think you know keith right you've you've met yep. her i believe yeah i did not know that and that question you asked dana is one she would happily speak to and has written about and, and would probably echo exactly what you just said keith that it's individualized and um yeah one such does not fit all, which is generally the case with pretty much any any of our experiences, right? There's some element of it that's unique. And that is why the segue to KIN is appropriately about an integrative service support center, a support center that is inherently about offering a variety of options. And least of all, like you just said, a more direct uh, approach where you're perhaps more you're pushing a bit or a more passive approach where you're allowing somebody to just, well, you have to be comfortable, right? No matter what you have to, when you're engaging with somebody in any sort of service, that's about wellness and, and healing truly. And in the deepest of senses, you have to be open to it being, as you said, whatever they need, right. Meeting them where they are. So it seems right. like that, 
the answer to the question Dana asked is largely what kin is. It's meant to be that way of helping people in the way that they need, whatever that may be. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's is a great way of putting it. Um, and, uh, you know, I think just stepping back for a second, the, the origin of kin, it's so pure and organic uh, the way kin came to be. Um, and, 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 you know, as I've driven it forward and, and, and kind of built it, I I've realized that, uh, uh, you know, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to weave and pivot and switch. And I just kind of have to be open to, uh, to, to, to hearing what the needs are and, and, uh, and, and making, making it, making it be. So, um, you know, I might have an idea in my mind of what kin should be, but it's really being, uh, uh, the stories being told through the patients and guests that come through. And it's more about what their needs are. Um, and, and, and accommodating that and it's worked out unbelievably well. Um, and everybody gets something different out of kin. Some people just come and have tea and read a book and sit in a chair and are around like-minded people. That's well, wonderful other- though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely is. I mean, yeah. I, I push the community aspect of that so much. It's part of when I give a tour, I say, if it's 1130 on a Tuesday and it's, and you just want to come here and grab a tea and read, do it. Um, but stepping back just for a moment, if I could, um, yeah. we were doing pie in the pink. Uh, I had a day job. And um, I, I had no aspiration of opening a place like Kin or, 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 or uh, it wasn't in my mind. Um, and, and Corinne Sikora, uh, a local educator, a mom, lived in the borough, um, you know, a lovely lady, always thinking about other people, was um, dying of brain cancer. And uh, toward the end of her life, she had this idea of wouldn't it be nice if there was an all-inclusive place where people could go locally and it was free. Mm. And they wouldn't have to have the right insurance or pay any money and they can get these services. Um, and she kind of wrote this outline of what she hoped it could turn into. And she ended up passing. And before she did, she told her friend, Alyssa, um, you know, can you get this to the people that do pine the pink? Mm. It seems like they, uh, you know, are a force locally and, and they might be able to get this done. So, you know, kind of stepping back and just looking at that bit, um, my life to a certain degree has been my fate and my, my existence and what I spend my time doing outside of raising my family has been determined by someone I never met uh, before in my life, which is overwhelming and daunting and, and something very hard to, to, to live up to. Because, um, you know, you're, you're always wanting, you have the expectation of the person that had the idea to fulfill that. But now that we have 180 patients, which we call guests and caregivers at Kin. Uh, you know, they're all relying on us to keep this center up and running and we're a hundred percent donation funded. So the only way we exist is through the community's giving. So, um, yeah, so we opened this center. Um, and when did you guys open in, in, it took us 10 months, if you can believe it from, uh, from Corinne's idea on the computer screen to a press release, to raising the money, finding the location, doing the renovation and, and onboarding our first uh, guests. So that was in 2021. Um, we started in February and by December, we had onboarded our first on offering services because we didn't offer services right away. And we've got 50 practitioners and instructors who donate their time to give cancer patients in Bucks County free massage, facials, 
acupuncture, reflexology, Reiki, chiropractic, counseling, therapy, nutrition, yoga, bar three, um, light fitness, balance and stretching, uh, and, and a whole bunch of workshops. It's, 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 it's been incredible. So I feel like you also deserve a little round of applause there too, because you guys did this during a pandemic, you know, no less, and you got it up and running in 10 months. It's really incredible. And I don't, a lot of people might not know the location. And so it's off of 263 York road, uh, between Edison Furlong and, um, sugar bottom, sugar bottom. Um, and it's beautiful. The space itself is beautiful. It's in, what's the business park called? It's Heritage Center. It's, yeah, it's a 5,000 square foot um, facility at Heritage Center, which is the same uh, complex where Fox Chase uh, Cancer Center of Buckingham is. Yeah, it's it, gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Every it's, room is gorgeous. Yes. You walk in and you want your home to feel <laughs> the way Ken does. Who decorated it? So this is, you know, I, we leveraged over 40 businesses to come in and help us build this. Uh, and then we also started a registry so that the, uh, we could put the items we needed on there and people from the community could buy something. Cause I know people like tangible people like to know mm-hmm. they need an air purifier. I'm buying that. That's going to help people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so um, we, we've, you know, Hendrickson's uh, gave us all of the, the, the furniture. That's the place is beautiful. Um, and it's like a Hendrickson's uh, furniture showroom, um, you know, and J.R. Maxwell built our kitchen and Jarrett Vaughn built our welcome center and Marvel Source gave us the granite for the for the kitchen. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Nickham Schneider did our electric and we have reverse osmosis that we put in. Like there were so many people. I would say if I had a skill, which I still trying to narrow in on what that might be, I'm good at packaging and motivating people to, 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 to do things for the greater good. That, that may be like the, 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 the crux of my, of, of, of my skill set. Um, it's and, a pretty necessary yeah. skill. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did. I called on everybody. And when I made the call, they, they answered and, and they built this center. Um, now it's up to us to just sustain it, you know? So if people in the community, um, want to come to can or if they have a relative that was just diagnosed or if a doctor wants to refer they just have to like go on the website or call yep they uh first off we're affiliated with all the hospitals any hospital that takes care of a, a bucks county patient we're affiliated with so they have our flyers if you're newly diagnosed you get a flyer and then when you're ready to reach out you can um but yeah people just call or come in and we give them the onboarding documents, which are very simple. We try to have zero barrier to entry. You know, we just get you to sign a few documents like our policies and procedures, our liability waiver. We have a contact form. And then the only thing they have to have signed by their oncologist is if they want to take the integrative services, they check off everything they want to take. And the doctor signs off on it saying they're okay to take it. And if there are any modifications, they write those modifications in so we know what they are. So we can then transfer that to our practitioners. Um, but that's it. And, and, then, and then, you know, our stuff's listed on MindBody and they can pick the classes or the appointments they want to schedule for. And they, they put their name in and they just show up and, and do it. That's amazing. Are you guys open seven days a week or what, what are the hours? 
Uh, you know, it's funny. I still haven't posted hours because I just say we're open when we need to be. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's true. Like we're learning like 9 a.m. is maybe a little too early for a lot of people and, and past 3.30 is too late. They've, they, they're burnt out. So we have this sweet spot that we work within. And we are Monday through Friday primarily, but like this Sunday, we have reflexology and yoga on Sunday. So we're starting to open up on, on some weekend things. And in the evening, we'll do like a nutrition class. Like I love this program. We've done it six or seven times. We get a local chef. We pair the local chef with, a, with our dietitian. They make a meal in front of um, our guests. Everyone gets a sample. And our partner, Organin's uh, Natural Market, gives us the free organic food. We get to give everybody the raw ingredients and they go home and replicate the meal. Like it's the best thing ever. I love That's it. It's a great idea. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Um, for anyone that's interested too, I think going and looking at your website is also really informative and also beautiful. Your website, who did the website? The website, there's a, there's a couple uh, named Stefan and Gina um, and, and they're out of New Hope and, and they're, they're like those people that work for Google and, uh, you know, uh, uh, they've, they've done amazing. They have amazing clients and, and they work for like international uh, clients. They happen to live in New Hope. I met them through Matt Benzi of Indigenous Ingenuities because he had done uh, his site kind of as a as a favor because Matt had done some work for him and, and they became friends. And I was like, hey, man, uh, I got to get the guy who did and the girl who did your thing. And, and so he hooked me up and we met and they were very gracious and uh, yeah, they put they put that together. They helped us with the branding. They came up with the logo. Um, you know, they helped us land on Kin uh, as a name. Um, they they're, they're just phenomenal. So yeah, the website. Yeah, the website is beautiful. There's a beautiful backstory to Corinne if you're you know wanting to learn more about her. But it also lists all the services. And that was another question I wanted to know. Like people in the community, if they want to volunteer. Um, are there opportunities for people to be practitioners or like bring a therapy dog or whatever it might be? Yeah. We have people reach out all the time with like their different skill set, and, 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 and we get them involved. I mean, um, it's, it just starts with an email or a phone call and we'll kind of go from there. We have a very high expectation of care and we want to make sure we keep that. So we vet everybody and a lot of people we meet are warm introductions. So we know kind of who we're getting in with. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, I would, I would encourage, you know, someone said, uh, Helen Brown, uh, a, a local, um, uh, from Doylestown said, everyone's got time, um, uh, treasure or talent to give. And so I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. So if there are people out there, of course we need money. Of course we, we need donations, but outside of that, if there's in kind, if there's volunteering, if there's something that you can give, um, yeah, reach out because we could use the help. Cool. What events coming up in October can people be looking to attend to support Pine to Pink and then also Kin and any like big Kin events coming up? I think I saw on the website Ardena's doing like a food truck. Yeah, yeah. First, uh, let me just say too to make clear, we're also for caregivers. So a lot of times we won't even necessarily meet the person going through cancer. We will we'll just deal with uh, the family. So I want to make clear with Kin that if you're a caregiver and you need support and you have to kind of get, get a clear head and get energized, so you can take care of, the, of your, of your loved one. Um, Kin's there for you uh, in that regard as well. So keep that in mind, but uh, yes, to your, to your point, uh, Ardana, uh, Mike Christou, 
the owner of Ardana and um, Casey Prime has a mobile pizza oven and we're taking it to Bush Park this uh, Sunday from 12 to 4 and you can come and support us. Every, everybody that buys a pizza, the proceeds go to, to Kin. And then on November 4th, we're having a casino night. Someone has given me, gifted me a barn in, uh, in Doylestown, a renovated barn. And I am looking for a title sponsor for that event, but we're going to have a casino night November 4th for cool. King. And then, yeah, I, it would be a 30 minute uh, time slot just for me to go through all 20 <laughs> events that Pine the Pink is doing for the month of October. Um, so you're going to have to go to the website. Okay. And, and the what, website is? It's, it's Pine, the number two pink.org and uh, see all of our events. And I will say that um, Kin is also welcome to kin.org. But there is a new, um, a new uh, idea I, I, I had. Um, <laughs> it's juvenile, and I'm very excited about it. At the end of the month during Mischief Night, because you know how I like to get families and kids involved in kind of getting the experience of what fundraising is, and I want to train them early on to, to give back, you know? And so I always try to think what I would want to do. I always put myself in other people's shoes, whether it's what you guys might want to hear when you talk to me or what a cancer patient might need or, you know, what a kid might respond to. And so I'm having a mischief night at my house. It's sanctioned by the police. They're going to be here. So the cops aren't going to be called. They're going to be here. And I'm opening up my house to be TP, BYOTP. The community can TP my house for charity. <laughs> All they have to do is bring their own toilet paper roll and $5 and they can have at it. Do you feel comfortable putting your address out there for those that are listening or would you rather them be directed to a website? To yeah, no, it's, I'm fine. <laughs> so we're going to have a band playing in my driveway. Evolution Candy is going to be selling candy. We'll have the police here uh, just for fun <laughs> and, uh, and bring the toilet paper, hopefully not used uh, to, to my house at 71 Oak Drive in Doylestown off of uh, Turk Road. And, and what, uh, what time can people be expecting to attend? Uh, it's 6 to 9.30 uh, on, on Sunday, uh, October 30th, Mischief Night. Okay, cool. That'll, what a great idea. Yeah, and, uh, and this year, my, my presenting sponsor, the people that gave me a very large sum of money, but then also do so much for Pine the Pink, like changing 330 of our lights on their dealership lot, uh, the Thompson organization is our presenting sponsor for Kin. So I have to give them a shout out. But then I also have to mention that we have over 40 official sponsors. Um, these are people that have donated $1,000 or more to Pine the Pink. And, and we have 70, 72 uh, partners. There are people that are offering things throughout Bucks County um, to, to, to benefit Pine the Pink. So there's a ton of community involvement it's all centralized on the website to absorb it all i can't mention everybody and everything but um you know please get involved very cool so the mischief night thing i just have to ask i mean this is for colin too did you guys when you were younger were you mischief night goers i mean i'd like to say no but <laughs> <laughs> But I'd be lying. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, light, light things. Like, I, I literally, like, had a, a friend that knew the neighbor, and we did the light the poop bag on fire on the uh, on the porch. But, like, they knew we were coming type of a thing. You know, they were, they were placating us. It, it, it was that sort of thing. It wasn't, like, 
real mischievous, mischievous. It was more like, is it, would it be okay if we uh, threw toilet paper on your bushes? And they'd be like, okay, you know. <laughs> my answer is no. I've grown into my mischievousness. I was not born mischievous. I've, I've grown to become more of one. And I've been the recipient of it. It was actually, I think, last Halloween or Mischief Night, I got egged, actually, which sucked really <laughs> like just you were just walking and no the my oh. house my home got egged <laughs> you individually got egged. i did not yeah oh drive by egging yeah which is not well you know how you know one oak drive do not drive by egg 71 yes. oak don't, drive ever. don't egg this is toilet paper people come on yes, but, but, yes. but i will say i do i do want to unburden myself uh and i should mm. use this public time to say <laughs> I, I am sorry for that egging colin and i want to just apologize in, in person uh, right which is why i'm saying bring eggs to 71 oak drive on Every night in October uh, until Mischief Night, then bring pink toilet paper. I think actually, you didn't say this, it might be, a, you might be able to dye your toilet paper oh, pink. Oh, that would be a good idea. That'd be a nice touch. That would be even nicer, right? So, Colin, See what I did with your horrible, your trickery, <laughs> and I spun it for your benefit? Your mischief. <laughs> You're welcome. So you will be there on Mischief Night at Keith's house. Sounds uh, like a blast. I think so. I think that's a yeah. wonderful. It's an amazing. It's a one of your many beautiful ideas, to say the least. Yeah, it's actually a great idea. Yeah, that is a really good idea. And Keith, you kind of are living up to the Judd Hirsch <laughs> kind of role there too, a little bit. If I think <laughs> that Keith, for those that that have not met him or seen him, kind of looks like um, a Breakfast Club, like amalgam of Emilio Estevez and Judd Hirsch. Like if you put them together, so there's a little bit of the. The Judd Hirsch coming out. So you have like kind of an energetic, athletic badass. That's yes. a great combination. Yes, yes. But also super warm and welcoming. And yeah. Am I getting played <laughs> off? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Um, you need to wear the right gloves though, as long as you have the right gloves. And I'll say this because I, I actually thought about bringing this up in the beginning, but Dana really, we do need to wrap up if we're gonna do any more of this episode, but Dana took that and, and you gave us so much, but I was gonna make a reference to your beautiful nomad jacket that I am envious of that you're clearly not wearing yet, but once you put that on with the right gloves, you could pull off Breakfast Club even better. Half my wardrobe is nomad. That, that, that's a dangerous place for me to enter. This is nomad, right? The Santa Cruz jacket now, is it not? Or Santa Cruz seems like a nomadish brand. I got it in Santa Cruz, which oh, makes fair enough. Yeah. a non-poser. But um, <laughs> oh, wait, I am a poser, though, because I can't really skate. So, so I like the clothes, though. Um, yeah, no, but a nomad is uh, you know, uh, nomad? When, Chris yeah, put, yeah, when Chris puts those racks on the, uh, on the street and you're driving by, you, uh, you know, you can't not pull over yeah you those... inspired me to get a nomad jacket i the one you have was not available but i got a similar one very different so i'm not a poser of you which Thank i think you. would be okay if i was though but yeah their jackets are gorgeous can you gentlemen tell everyone what nomad is <laughs> <laughs> yeah indirectly we just did it's the best men's apparel shop in in the borough now but also a skate shop for Specifically, I think the whole thing is built around skate culture, right? The whole brand, the whole yeah, that's it. Stores. A very great culture, and and we have a good uh, a good uh, you know crop of 
young people that are at the skate park at the Y and are kind of doing doing that thing. So you wouldn't it's kind so of many people yeah. on the surface say, well, why is that here? But it's very, very needed. And, 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 and yeah, they're, they're good people. I mean, well, maybe Chris will be a guest sometime. Mm, I think that would yeah. be good. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a great guy to talk to. Yeah. Um, and then also I, I, you know, I see the Cardinal uh, sitting on, on the desk there. I got to give a shout out. You know uh, they, they kind of was, they were very pine the pink esque where they, where they came on the scene uh, very strong and quick and, uh, and, and they've been very kind um, you know, my, the power of a nonprofit is only as good as the people who know about it. And, uh, and they've made a real, uh, uh, you know, they've been very nice to, to the nonprofit and to, and to me and, and giving me a platform to kind of share what we're doing and get people involved. And so, uh, and this is an extension of that. And I'm just happy that you guys took time to, you know, kind of give me the platform. And I thank you both and, and, and the Cardinal. Yeah, it was a pleasure speaking with you and getting to, hear more about all these things and hopefully just spread that awareness to the community. And if I guess parting words, what, um, why should people go out in October and do all the pine to pink events and throw pink toilet paper mm -hmm. at his house and, <laughs> and throw pink a, toilet paper. There's a trash heap just to his right that we can <laughs> put everything in. Well, I, I think people just have, uh, uh, you know, they want to they, they want to know what they can do to support uh, their local community. And, and, and you can't get any more local support than than Pine the Pink and, and, and what we're doing. And, you know, I think the, the the circle of life of being able to go into a local business, buy something and help a breast cancer patient in the process is so pure and awesome um, that I, I don't know why they wouldn't get involved. I mean, every event that we're doing, um, outside of just the general pine, the pink itself, be it a, um, a fashion show in Peddler's village with Fox and Holly or, uh, a, a wine pairing at Ardana, which we're doing, um, you know, or a block party on state street in Doylestown. I mean, all the events they're, they're, they're fun and they're engaging and they're for the whole family for the most part, minus the wine pairing. Cause that would be illegal. But, um, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know, I, I, and I always say, you know, if you, if you're not going to make a pine, the pink thing and you have another passion uh, and you want to do something else local or support another nonprofit, it's fine with me. Uh, you know, just, just do something to help your community regardless of, of, of where, it is or what it is that's a very good philosophy to live by um but it does sound like there's truly something for everyone for pine to pink in october to support and go out and help people who are battling breast cancer or survivors and for those that are going through the experience and the caregivers taking care of them there is an amazing resource center in ken that's it yeah and i mean just to 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 to, to share with people where their money has gone through the years. We have bought uh, $40,000 worth of uh, uh, chairs for um, infusion, the infusion center in, in Doylestown uh, during, you know, people when they're getting chemo, these state-of-the-art lazy boy chairs. We've started a treatment transportation program, home food delivery program, a cold capping program so that when people are getting chemo and they want to mm -hmm. retain their hair, they cold cap and they retain about 85% of their hair. My sister did that. Yeah, it worked. Amazingly. Yeah, it's expensive, not covered by insurance. And, and you know, we brought integrative services in through Unite for Her. Um, we, we've started uh, care packages so that when you're diagnosed, you get all these things in the tote bag that you never even knew that you would 
potentially need. Um, you know, we're, we're really there during the treatment and recovery aspect of, of things and the programs that we start are super meaningful and, and, you know, they help people during a dark time. So, uh, you know, I, I think as a, as someone who donates to nonprofits, I think people like to know where it goes and how it's used. Thank you for all that you do. And I'm sure, I mean, you're a very humble person, so you probably don't want to, you know, meet up dwell on this but thank you for being you because you're doing some really cool stuff i appreciate that <laughs> thank you keith we'll see you soon all appreciate right, your time all right, thanks so much thanks bye-bye bye keith all right i am still here just kidding thank <laughs> you so much keith and to all of you for listening and dana we've done our second episode Cheers we have to you and us and this whole Beautiful Cardinal podcast adventure. It's a wrap on episode two. We hope you guys turn in for episode three. At the moment, we're only doing one a month, and that may change, which gets to a very important detail, which we wanted to save to the end. Dana is looking at me curiously because this was so scripted and she just forgot. Um, if you would like to be a sponsor for this yes. podcast, we are very, very open to talking with you. Jess and David and Dana and I have been discussing that and it, it is definitely important. And if you are enjoying this at all, please be in touch about the possibility of sponsoring. Least of all, you'll get to hear us say something really fun like, and this was brought to you by, <laughs> and we'll do it in whatever voice you want. I yeah, can, um, you can come. We're very good at voices. Come tune in and hang with us. We'll interview you. We'll chat with you. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and now, with peace and love. Dana and Colin. Bye. Except I'm supposed to say my name first. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>